Welcome to the Infrastructure Show. I'm your host, Professor Joseph Schofer of Northwestern University. The Infrastructure Show is designed to present to listeners the reality of America's infrastructure, its condition, why it is the way it is, and what can be done about it. We gratefully acknowledge contributions to sustain the Infrastructure Show from Dr. Robert Peskin, Dr. Raymond Ellis, and Andrea and Ron DeFeo. The 150-year-old Baltimore and Potomac Tunnel, Amtrak's oldest tunnel, is the major bottleneck on Amtrak's northeast corridor route south of New Jersey. This tunnel, which is in Baltimore, serves Amtrak and Maryland area rail commuter trains, mark trains, they're called, as well as Norfolk Southern freight operations. Amtrak, in collaboration with the state of Maryland, will supplement the BNP tunnel with a new uh, passenger-only tunnel named after abolitionist Frederick Douglass. This new tunnel is expected to improve service and safety, leaving the old tunnel for Norfolk Southern freight service. We've invited Amtrak's Mark Milton to tell us about this major tunnel project. Mark is Senior Director, Capital Delivery for Amtrak, and he's managing final design and construction for the overall program. He's a civil engineer with many years of experience in design, construction, and project management. He holds a Bachelor of Science from MIT and a master's degree from the University of Texas at Austin. Mark, I'm very glad to be talking to you today. Can you tell us um, why is this project so important? Hi, Joe. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it, uh, well, you, you kind of provided it in the in- intro there. I mean, in a couple weeks here, the tunnels, the existing tunnel is going to turn 150 years old, and it is um, the the worst bottleneck that we have Amtrak has on the on the Northeast Corridor. Uh, the the structure itself um, is really deteriorating. It's uh, there's there's excessive water infiltration. There's a significant amount of maintenance that's required, um, and one of the one of the real critical elements here is is having uh, code compliant and, and modern day fire life safety systems. So the the existing tunnel um, is. There's there's been several I guess I would say retrofits and and upgrades o- over the years, uh, probably most recently and you know a few years ago, but the reality is that even if we could shut down court uh, operations through the Northeast Corridor and and have a major retrofit to the existing tunnel, we couldn't. It, there's just not enough room in the existing structure to introduce um, modern fire life safety. Uh, equipment. So the the program, which actually instead of retrofitting the existing tunnel, which will some of that will be required, um, it's really to replace and build a a brand new tunnel um, on a on a slightly different alignment um, that would, in, in terms of the the long term operations and in terms of the construction impact. Um, would be just a, a much better benefit. So when, when it's described as a bottleneck, does that mean that uh, trains going through the, this section of track need to reduce speed? They do. Um, as, of, as of right now, and it's, it's partly because of the tunnel structure and, and the grades uh, and the alignment, the maximum speed that we're allowed through the tunnel and 
through the stretch just south of the tunnel is 30 miles an hour. Um, so the new alignment in the new tunnel would allow up to probably about 110, 115 miles per hour um, in terms of uh, the in terms of the maximum allowable speed. Chances are, from an operational perspective, because there's a station just north of the tunnel and a marked station just you know out of the the new tunnel and the existing tunnel the actual speeds will probably only get up to right about 100. Still, that's a very big difference in speed, I would say. It's a significant difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the one of the things that it's a little bit more difficult to capture is, is not just the increase in speeds, but the, the amount of delays, right? Because of the, the slower speed restrictions and in, in some cases not being able to always operate on both tracks that go through the existing tunnel, um, there's significant delays to trains and there's holdups typically with, you know, trains sitting at um, the Baltimore Penn station, which is just north of the tunnel. And um, those delays will be, I don't want to say completely mitigated, but really almost completely mitigated um, with the new alignment. And uh, you just said this, but it sounds like the current tunnel and the new one as well would, will be uh, twin track tunnels. So there, well, the existing one is a is a twin track tunnel, um, and that's also one of the difficulties in trying to perform any sort of um, improvements on one of the tracks at the time with having the other track um, pretty close in terms of operational. Operationally, the new tunnels will be single; will be two separate tubes um, with single track in each tube. And what's the construction method that, that you'll use? Is this a, a, a board tunnel or a, or a cut and cover? This will be a board tunnel um, for the for the running tunnels. I mean, the reality here is that the the overall construction will at some point almost touch every every type of tunneling method. Um, but the running tunnels will be bored with a with a tunnel boring machine TBM, and more than likely a earth pressure balance. Um, PBM, and you know we're we're trying to leave some of those sort of the finalizing of the exact methodology up to the contractors when they come on board and trying to have some maybe innovative methods for construction you know brought on by the contractors, but uh, the the method in terms of a TBM is certainly not going to change. So it will be a board tunnel, but the type of machine and and may have may get adjusted a little bit based on the contractors once they are done come on board. So you're boring if I understand it two separate tunnels with the TBM. That's correct. Okay. So if it's a tunnel that's scaled for passenger cars I would assume that the TBM is not huge. Um no I mean it's a, well I guess that's relative. I know there's some really large tunnels out there today, but um, relatively speaking, it's for transit tunnels. Yeah, it's not that huge. I mean, it's a 28-foot, 26-foot inside diameter when it's complete. So it will probably be about a 28-foot or so diameter Mm. TBM. And um, as of right now, once again, we're, we're kind of expecting two separate TBMs. So both will be bored at the same time with the staggered start. Uh, but that is something, once again, that, you know, as contractors come on board and, you know, we get a little bit more into detail on the schedule, 
uh, we may, you know, that may shift in terms of, you know, did we use two TBMs or one TBM and have it all done sequentially. And how far below the foundations of local structures will the top of the tunnel be? At at its deepest point, um, the tunnel, actually I'll take that back, the track uh, is 174 feet, I believe, um, at its deepest point below street level. And um, so, you know, if you've got a, say that's 20 feet, so you can take 20 feet off that. So you're probably, the the top of tunnel is probably about 150 feet um, below local streets at its deepest point. Um, obviously at the, at the end of the tunnel, I mean, that's, there's, that's much shallower. Um, I think at the South portal, um, where we first start, um, with the, uh, where we launched the TBMs were roughly about 40 feet or so below grade. That's a deep tunnel. That's deep. That's sounds like it's deeper than the, than the current tunnel. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it is it is a relatively deep tunnel. I mean, there's um, there's at least one other tunnel in Baltimore for the the MTA trains that we're going to be going under with the new tunnel. Ooh, okay. This is significantly deeper. So that's significantly deeper. Are are the are there substantial grades on either end? Well, there's there's much less substantial grades than what we have in the existing. But but yes, I mean the uh, the alignment. From at grade, which is where it starts diving down to into the, the tunnel, is like as I mentioned, it's probably about a forty foot um, change in grade from the from at grade at the south, just before the south portal to the south portal, and then yeah, over roughly a thousand or so feet, we're getting down to that um, hundred and fifty feet. 150 foot depth. So if my math is right, that's on order magnitude 4% grade? Um, it's a little bit better than that. I think it's a two and a half, three percent. I've got a, okay. I think when I 150 feet, there's a, that was, once again, that's the top of tunnel. You know, you got to use top of rail. Yeah. Okay. Depending on which, which point you're using. Are there any innovations included in the design that add to safety, efficiency, or sustainability? Um, sustainability and, you know, so one of the, you know, and I guess I would say in terms of innovations, these aren't really innovative overall, but for, for Amtrak and for transit, for what we're doing, they, they are slightly different. Um, the, all of the stations, sorry, all of the ventilation facilities and the stations will have, um, solar panels incorporated. And so there's going to be, I forget what the exact number is, it's just over 900 or so panels that'll be incorporated into the, the, the three ventilation facilities and the, the station, the new station. Um, the tunnel itself will have state-of-the-art um, the ventilation facilities, I, I think would be, once again, it, Innovative for Amtrak and, and what we use in our system for sure. Um, the catenary system through the tunnel will 
We use a conductor rail, which is a, a rigid catenary system that's used in tunnels, not not very frequently in the U.S., but um, and nowhere on Amtrak system. So that will be relatively new. And and, and just overall, the, the fire life safety, I mean, with you know, state-of-the-art, once again, for, for the industry, uh, I don't know if there's anything really innovative there, but Certainly, in, once again, innovative for what Amtrak has in our on our system. New, new for Amtrak. So the ventilation system, would you have to, to drill separate shafts, or can you ventilate from the ends? Um, so there's so the at the southern end, the ventilation facility is essentially you know directly above the the new tunnel. So that will be just just about where we have our cut and cover section of the, of the tunnel. Um, but your intermediate ventilation facility is seven, almost 800 feet off the alignment of the, the tunnel itself. So yeah, that'll be a completely, there'll be a completely different activation for the ventilation facility. And then there's going to be a, a cavern um, between the ventilation, the intermediate ventilation facility and the tunnel. And then on the north end, there will be it's a slightly offset uh, ventilation facility that'll uh, essentially tie into tunnel. How long is the, the entire project, and and how does that compare with the length of the tunnel itself? So the the tunnel itself, the new tunnel is going to be just under two miles. It's ten thousand feet, so just barely under two miles. And um, but the overall program stretches about four miles. Uh, the the overall program really upgrades the the alignment of the northeast quarter starting about a couple miles south of the, the the new tunnel. And really the alignment starts to shift um, in, in an effort to, there's, there's some significant curves in the existing alignment, which is, has, has a big impact on the, again, on the, the operational speeds. Um, so the, the new alignment is, is much smoother, uh, takes out some of those curves just south of the new tunnel, there's a, the existing uh, Maryland you know, commuter rail station. It's a West Baltimore Mark station, and that's currently we don't have the full capabilities right now to make that a, a fully ADA compliant station. So the new alignment flattens the curves there a lot more, and allow would allow us to build a, a high level, fully ADA compliant station there. Um, so the there's a significant amount of effort uh, south of the new tunnel associated with the program. The the, the work north of the, the new tunnel is there's relatively short distance between the North Portal and the existing uh, Baltimore Penn Station, which is undergoing its own sort of renovations and upgrades there. So there's like I said, much much less level of effort north north of the tunnel, but the bulk of the work um, is going on south of the tunnel. So it sounds like you will be able to maintain uh, rail service during construction. We certainly will. Um, we're right now going through the various staging plans. Um, we're kind of at the point where we've got probably 30 or so different stages to minimize the impact on operations. I mean, obviously there's just no way to actually get this done without impacting operations at all, but really trying to minimize that. 
and and that is one of the benefits of having the new alignment sort of off the existing right of way instead of trying to go through and really just upgrade the existing tunnel. Um, but there's there will be um, some impacts, and we're you know as as more contractors come on board and as we work through a lot of the other efforts that are going on in the Northeast Corridor um, as as a result of being able to get work done because of the infrastructure bill, um, we're going to sort of refine those staging options and it, exactly how much work can get done in certain timeframes. And you mentioned the infrastructure bill. So uh, presumably that's, uh, that's an impetus for that gives you the resources to move ahead with this project. Is that true? Definitely. I mean, the, the, the concept of, Putting this in place here is has been worked on for at least ten or twelve years. Um, the the selected alternative was was approved back in 2017, um, but in terms of having the resources and the financing to actually move forward with this, that didn't happen until that infrastructure bill was signed in 2021. And when will the project be completed? So what we're um, what we're doing now is we're refining the schedule. We're expecting the new tunnel to be operational latter part of 2033. Um, and then there's some follow-on work there in terms of uh, finalizing the infrastructure on the primarily the roadway infrastructure on the south on the south end. So we're expecting the overall program work to be done in 2035, but the new tunnel will be operational probably about two years or so earlier than that. Okay. So that's a long time in the future, but it sounds like a really interesting project, a unique project that uh, I, I hope you have some fun with. We certainly uh, are, are hoping we have some fun with it. I mean, it's, there's a lot of challenges along the way we're expecting, um, but kind of working through all of the is really exciting program, exciting time to, to be working on this with Amtrak, um, with, like I said, not just this project, but multiple other projects that we're trying to get done all at the same time. It sounds very good. And I, I, Mark, I really appreciate you spending the time to describe this project to us. I wish you well with it, and uh, we'll work hard to try to track your progress. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, Joe. It's a pleasure. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Infrastructure Show. If you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did, please subscribe to our podcasts and encourage your friends to join us too. The Infrastructure Show is recorded at the Studio Media Recording Company in Evanston, Illinois, under the direction of Scott Steinman, recording engineer with a commitment to great sound. Our producer is Marion Sowers, a journalist with a passion for infrastructure. And I am Professor Joseph Schofer. Few people are more curious about infrastructure than I.